Today on episode 491 of the I Am Salt Lake podcast, we get a sit down and chat with our friend Christy Livingston, the founder and one of the performers of Cirque Arenda. We get to find out her story as well as the story of Cirque Arenda and what inspired her to start it all up. Cirque Arenda is one of the fastest growing circuses here in Salt Lake City and in this conversation we talk about the performers that people can hopefully see if they catch one of their performances. Such a rad conversation, such a rad person, so glad to get Christy on the podcast. We're going to get into that here in just a moment. But before we do, maybe we should introduce ourselves. Hey guys, I'm Chrissy Hollifield. What's up? I'm Chris Hollifield. And we're the hosts of the show. And if you're a longtime listener, you know that. And welcome back. Thanks for joining us again. If you're a new listener, you might be wondering what you've tuned into. Well, we're a podcast to showcase all the cool people in Salt Lake City, Utah, and surrounding areas. We get to talk to business owners, performers, authors, tattoo artists, restaurant owners, distilleries, really anyone that might have a cool story to share. This summer... The nonprofit Sundance Institute is kicking off a free new screening series for the locals to say thank you to its home state. The program will spotlight buzzy selections from the 2021 Sundance Film Festival, including award-winning feature films like Summer of Soul, Coda, Jockey, and One for the Road. Screenings will take place at venues in Park City as well as Salt Lake City. You can get all the details and save your spot at these special outdoor events by visiting sundance.org slash Sundance Locals. And many thanks to Sundance Institute for being a sponsor of this podcast. All right, let's get into that conversation that we had with Christy Livingston as we talk all about Circarenda. What a great story. Enjoy. You're good to go, Chrissy. We're, yeah, let's. Yeah. I want to start right at the right up top with what Circarenda is. I mean, because this is I've never I didn't realize that this was here in Salt Lake City. Yeah, this is a full blown circus, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. We have all types of performers. We do all sorts of different types of events. But um, I started doing circus a few years ago, and I fell in love with it. And I started doing a little performing here or there for different things, and then. I've realized people that are like, oh, do you know somebody who does this or somebody who does that? And I knew these people through networking. And I was like, why don't we just create our own circus, basically our own performing troupe? And and so I'll reach from different places and know different things. And I decided to create Circarenda. So so you're you're the founder then? I'm right? the founder, yeah. When did you put it together? Like how long has it been together? When did it start? It started at the very end of 2018. So we had kind of like one full year before COVID hit which was unfortunate oh, man, because, man. you know, in during COVID, nobody was doing events or gatherings or anything like that. And so 2020 was really slim for us, but that's okay. a lot of practice in. I would be like, well, time to like level up. You know, <laughs> most of us should have been, but I think there was so much else going on with the world. There's that, just too much depression. We all got yeah. a free pass. Exactly. It's, yeah. Did 2020 really happen? So I don't even know. It's count? like a bad, a uh, bad sitcom or something. <laughs> Not sitcom, but you know, drama television series. 2020 was a rough year for all of us. I don't care yeah. what you did. I mean, now do you, how many people are part of it? Do you guys all get together and practice? And I know that's, I just asked two questions instead of one. Yeah. A lot of us do. A lot of us do. There are some that are spread throughout Utah. We also actually have performers that are in Vegas that will come down here. Oh, wow. So it kind of depends on if we're having an event or if we're having a specific show, because if there's a show that we're putting together, then we'll all practice together. 
if it's a smaller thing and there's only a few of us then a few of us will practice together, but there are a lot of different training facilities around Utah. A lot of people do their own training and then we bring it together for specific things. So we're not really based out of any particular place. I gotcha. Yeah. It's kind of like if you're in a couple of different bands, you're like, okay, with this band, we're going to do this playlist. And that's then a this good band, example. That's, that's all I can think because yeah. I don't do any of them. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, some places cool. were like, oh, hey, we would love a show that has a contortionist and fire performers. And other places would be like, oh, I just want aerial performers inside it up in the sky. <gasps> oh, and oh, so do you guys train? Because we have a daughter who her whole <laughs> life she's wanted to be a contortionist. And she studied silks and she wants to be like a professional aerial silks person. And yeah. I'm like, that's a thing. You it's can, so cool. you can be in the circus and not even have to run away. That's why it's fabulous. <laughs> Cause it's right here with you. Yeah. I mean, could you make a living doing this or is this just like a hobby? Or? So I, I think, right. I could, yeah. I think if I put all of my energy 100% into it, I definitely could right now. It's something that I just love and enjoy and it's a hobby and it's taking off Yeah. and it's taking off fairly quickly, which is good. So I don't really know. I haven't, decided that's the path that I want to go 100% in, but I mean, it's doing really well and I love it and I enjoy it. So that is so cool. Yeah. How, like, this is kind of considered a circus nowadays, right? This is when you called it, I'm curious, like, is that, is that really, is it transitioning? What's happening to the world of circus? It's a really interesting shift to kind of see as an outsider. Yeah. Because it's becoming kind of an elegant display of of things right. as opposed to just like a tent right with some cool stuff and that's like we don't really will call it i try and say circus so people can kind of understand that we have acts and things like they used to have in the circus but like the old school circuses used to have like animals and yeah you know the like the bearded lady stuff. and like you know just certain aspects that made it like a circus and a like circus a tent show. and a circus well, freak started, show they probably start sorry not like to dive into the history right. and no, everything but no. like it started as i guess freak shows transitioned into circuses which is transitioning where it's right. getting more humane and more beautiful and i love it yeah that's all i'm saying it's more like an acrobatic art form yeah but people understand what circus kind of means yeah I mean, it's like for really like, a new entertainment genre yeah yeah it that really makes sense. is it really is. Have you, are you familiar with the, what is it? The Jim Rose Circus Sideshow? Have, have you ever seen them? Before? I haven't actually. Sounds fun. They, I saw them years ago at Deviate. I don't know if you remember Deviate when that used to be downtown or how, how long you've been in Salt Lake for, but it was just, a, it was a music venue and it was just kind of a traveling, but it was more like bizarre stuff, sword swallowers and ban- balancing lawnmowers on their heads and I stuff like that. I cannot watch that, that stuff. Right? That's like, fun. So I didn't know, I mean, <laughs> like, obviously, do you do any sword swallowing or anything? You know, we don't. We have, we have fire and okay. we have contortion. No, no. I mean, if anybody knows anyone who swallows swords, hey, we were talking about sure, that last night. And I was like, oh, that would See, be See, I can't even watch like the, the cartoon on Aladdin. You remember that guy? Yeah. The sword swallower and Abu Gr- That's all I think of every time. But I am so proud of people who can do it. It's impressive. I love people's weird human tricks. Too. They're my favorite. It's so neat. Yeah. Like it keeps it interesting. So what do you do? I mean, what, what, I mean, are you a contortionist or a silk or what? So do you do? I started out doing aerial silks. Okay. I started it originally to try to get into shape. I, there was a, like a Groupon for an aerial class <laughs> and I was like, well, that sounds fun. Went there, couldn't even do a pull up, hid in the back of the class. So the teacher wouldn't know my name and, but I fell in love with it cause it was so fun. It was so fun. And then I would be so sore. 
And I got to the point where I'm like, I want to do this in front of people. And so I'd be like, hey, do you need a performer? Oh, like, I'll come to your charity event. Let me perform. Like, I just want to do it. And I started competing and I won the professional division for like the area Olympics. I wanted a professional thing for silks at FitCon. And I just kind of, whenever I would travel anywhere, I take from different people, different classes. And that's where it kind of all started. So silks was my main baby. Still love silks. And how long ago was this? Gosh, eight years ago, nine years ago. A while ago. Yeah. So a while ago. And during this process, I saw a video on YouTube for the sear wheel which is this huge metal wheel. Oh, it's the thing you hold on to and flip around in? That's so cool. And I was like, I want one. And there's nobody in Utah that did it. And so I bought myself a wheel and it got shipped to me. I put it together, tried to learn it. I was horrible at it. But now I can do it and I love it and it's so unique. And so I just started and then I got into like acro yoga where you do hand balancing on other people and just kind of, Start going I've off never from there. Even heard of acro yoga? Oh, it's so fun. I know, like the hammock yoga. Is it kind of like that, but way cooler? Yeah. So <laughs> acro yoga you usually have either two people or multiple people, and you can stack them oh, on top like of each acrobat. other. Acrobat. Mm-hmm. I'm learning so much, you guys. You are. I feel like I can write a children's book now about about this. Okay, sorry. So you were getting into that, and I cut you off. Well, I just started doing that as well. Loved just collaborating with other people and creating it. I think it was mostly the creative aspect of it that pulled me in and I just loved it. And I started choreographing for some of my students and choreographing acts. And I just fell, I fell in love with that art form of it and how everybody in the circus or the, you know, for these types of performing arts, it doesn't matter what your body type is. It doesn't matter your skill level. Like if you're able to flow and move like with who you are, it makes it beautiful. And so, and everybody has their different artistic expressions and that's what I love about it. All right. We're going to take just a couple of minutes now and talk about one of our awesome sponsors. I love talking about this sponsor, utahmarijuana.org. Remember guys, when you support our sponsors like utahmarijuana.org, you're directly supporting this podcast. Hey, utahmarijuana.org, they're your number one spot for all things medical marijuana, medical cannabis, CBD, and THC. I want to give a shout out to my co-host on my other show, Tim Pickett. He's the guy behind utahmarijuana.org, and uh, I do Utah in the Weeds with him as well, so that's great. It's, it's an awesome podcast. Go check it out if you haven't. utahmarijuana.org's team of medical cannabis experts, they make getting your medical card super easy from your first office visit to navigating the state card application and beyond. With over 20 compassionate and highly skilled qualified medical providers ready to help you find relief, you won't have to search for a doctor willing to recommend cannabis treatment. The patient experience team at utahmarijuana.org is dedicated to helping you get all the way through the process so you can get your medicine legally. And right now they're offering an exclusive discount to I Am Salt Lake listeners. Just use the code GREEN25 for $25 off your first visit. And remember what I said at the very beginning of this little sponsor read, when you support our sponsors like utahmarijuana.org by using like the promo code GREEN25, that's yeah. going to tell them you're coming from the podcast. Exactly. So support them and it's going to help keep this show going. They have locations all up and down the Wasatch Front. Head on over to utahmarijuana.org. They're going to give you the list there. Pick the location uh, closest to home and go check them out. Isn't it time that you took control of your own health? UtahMarijuana.org. Feel better. 
do you have to spend a lot of time practicing? Are you spending a lot oh, of time? Oh yeah. Like, but it's like, more like, like, like how many hours a day do you think you spend? Gosh, as many as I can. Um, it's anywhere like from playing. one to five hours wow. if I can. I mean, some days obviously you can't get around to it, but do you get like kind of in a meditative state when you're doing it too? Yeah. You get into a flow state. The flow yeah. states are the Me- best. State, yeah. Yeah. Just I put, love some, it. put some music on and, and, uh, that sounds nice. Yeah, I like I, that. For some reason, I could see you doing this, Chris. I was just, I'm like, man, I think I want to try that. You and totally like, can. Hmm. I think it'd be good for you. Well, Tavo wants to get back into it. Maybe any any mother daughter programs you know of? Yeah, actually. <laughs> Do you really? I have a I have a mother and daughter that I've taught for like four years, and no they've way. performed together. Oh my gosh, they did a Elsa and oh routine, oh, like a little frozen routine. It was oh my gosh. the cutest thing in the whole world. So yes. I do teach. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. That's good to know. We'll have, Very. we'll have listeners even be able to reach out to you then too, yeah. if they're listening. Well, it's and, such a, it's uh, been such a great thing. I think a lot of kids should get into stuff like that, like the different type of acrobatic arts, because it, it really, I've noticed it empowers them a lot. Like it makes them feel very um, accomplished. Oh yeah. And it, it's a really positive thing, even if they're not specifically good at it. Oh, you know, yeah. it's still just a really empowering thing to do. It it really is though. And kids pick up on things and they're so strong and they're so resilient and yeah, do it before you hit our age guys. <laughs> like, you know, the mother and daughter that I taught, it was, she brought her daughter to the class and mm-hmm. was sitting in the background and the day after or the right after the class, she's like, well, I want to do it. I'm like, well, you can, you can that definitely so do it. Cute. Come and take the next class. And she got hooked and That's she's been really doing cool. it ever since. Man. All you right. should do it, Chrissy. I think I actually really might. <laughs> How can people get a hold of you if they want to learn from you? Um, I'm on Facebook. Circarenda is also on Facebook. Even at circarenda.com, you can even send out forums there. Right little on. email contact Very session. Cool. Yeah. Let's talk about this event going on. Uh, well, I mean, you actually you have some shows going on right now, but there's a show on the 16th that if people catch this episode when it gets released, they can go to that, that show, I guess. Right. Yeah. We'll talk about this, I guess. What, uh, when is it? Where is it? What are the details? What can people expect? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So on July 16th, there's actually two shows that night. There's one at 6 PM and one at 9 PM. And it's at a awesome venue in Syracuse, Utah. Okay. Okay. And what's really cool about that venue is they have a chef in house And so not only are you getting this immersive show where you're surrounded by all these acrobats and talent, you get a four course meal, like while you're watching the show, which is really neat. This particular show has a storyline of a young girl who basically her dad kind of disapproves of her ideas for what she wants to be in the future, whether it be like a circus artist or performing anything like that. So her dreams are kind of shattered at the beginning, and then she gets through this process of realizing who she really is and who she wants to be. So you get to follow her throughout this this journey, and you get to see all types of acrobats, whether it's people flying in the air or doing hand-to-hand balancing or fire or sear wheel or, and all of it into this big collaborative, beautiful show. What kind of place is Warehouse 22? I'm not familiar with Warehouse 22. So is that like a restaurant or? It's actually, it's kind of like a big warehouse. Okay. Yeah. In, like an event center like slash warehouse. Like an event center venue. Uh-huh. There you go. That's the word. Yeah. Venue. And so they do all sorts of things out there that people can go and have their events there, but they, right they're on. great. They have great high ceilings and floors for a circus. <laughs> That's helpful. It is for us. <laughs> yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
What's the, what would you say the hardest or the biggest obstacles that you run into trying to run and manage and organize this whole thing? For this particular well, show? Just, no, the circa, or- circa Renda in general. What, what, what's, what kind of obstacles do you run into? I mean, it would seem like you'd Almost run like into or- quite- like organization yeah, obstacles. Yeah, I mean, it, well, I mean, then, yeah, I mean, I'll Especially let you- with performers, we're notoriously <laughs> difficult to deal with. Just <laughs> I, I was in school plays, so, you know- <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you don't run into any obstacles. I don't know. Well, you know, there are there are a lot, especially if somebody is needing some performers for an event, a lot of times they don't know what we offer or what we can do. Yeah. And so they'll be like, well, we want performers. And so, you know, we've kind of made a list to go through. Do you want like ambiance performers? Like during your event, do you want people that are roaming or hanging from the ceiling while the thing's going on? Or do you want us to bring a show to you? And if they want to show to them, a lot of times they don't know what type of performance they want. Right. So I'll ask, you know, what yeah. type of feeling are you wanting? Or do you have a theme you want? Because after The Greatest Showman came out, for instance, everybody <laughs> wanted a Greatest Showman piece, which which was great for us because they have great music. And it was yeah. fabulous. And oh, we loved yeah. performing to it. And wow. so the hardest thing is, is, especially for aerial performers, you need height. You need height. You need um, a place to rig. But if you don't, we have a portable rig that we can bring and set up even outside that can go all the way up to 25 feet. Do you run into like liability or, or, or we have like liability that? insurance okay, so for our performers? A, yeah. I mean, I, some of that, I, oof, yeah, I well, just, it's I don't even want to think about it. Right. Like I don't want to think about it. I, I just, yeah. I, my mom mode gets into high gear and I don't want to think about the, like the ambulance rides. <laughs> I'm always like, someone's going to get hurt. That's my big, that's. My well, biggest downfall to like yeah. really enjoying it. I need to just like let loose. Yeah. We should go and watch it. Yeah. I love that you do kind of ambiance oriented bookings. That's kind of, a, it seems like a very unique way to look at it. And it, mm-hmm. it's neat because it kind of, you know what experience, you cater the experience to what the people actually want. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's a really cool idea. I never would have thought to even ask for that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. A lot of people don't know what they want, which is kind of funny because they don't really know what we offer because they Mm -hmm. don't really know that this talent exists here in Utah. And it really, really does. We have a lot of very talented people here in Utah. All right, guys, we're going to take just a couple of minutes of your time and talk about one of our awesome sponsors. I've been sharing these guys for a while with you, the Salt Lake Barber Company. I've been going there, getting my haircuts for a while. Isaac's amazing. Their address is 10 East, 800 South, right on the corner of 8th and Main. They uh, offer haircuts, beard trims, and straight razor shaves. They are a true community barbershop. They focus on providing the best work environment possible and allowing barbers to always provide the highest quality experience while in the chair. They do take walk-ins if they're available, but a lot of times they're not. So to get a guaranteed appointment, do what I do by going to saltlakebarberco.com. You select the services you need, like the haircut, beard trim, or straight razor shave. You select the barber that you want to go to, and bam, you got a guaranteed appointment. Again, saltlakebarberco.com. Go check it out. Go get your haircut. Go look good. And many thanks to the Salt Lake Barberco for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Is this the only organization like this in Salt Lake or are there other 
There, Cirques? There are others. Okay. I mean, there's obviously lots of different entertainment That's companies true. that That's do true. lots of different That's things. That's true. Like stilt walkers and stuff like that. I've yeah. seen them around town. Yeah. So. We have stilt walkers. Yeah. Well, that's, that's but, what, yeah. But a lot of yeah. them, and some of them kind of blend into each other. And so that will, will, we kind of work as a team in a way like, oh, hey, you have performers. Do you need performers for this? And everybody that I've ran into is fantastic. Are That's you ever really looking cool. to hire like a, like a clown that can make little animals? We, we have clowns. Just cause I, well, that's, I used to do that uh-huh. years ago. I used to do that years ago. I mean, I'd have to shave my face though. That's you know fabulous. I mean? Yeah. I used to do birthday party clowns and, and make balloon animals, but these were that's for like so 10 year old kids, right? No, like, adults yeah. love that. Too. Yeah. I guess you could make like adult themed balloons, right? I'm really glad I got over my fear of clowns before I met you or right around when I met you. Yeah, no, I, you know, I've always wondered that. I'm like, man, I should get a little side gig of doing birthday. You totally should. Party clown shows or just making balloon animals at like the farmer's market or. or Yeah, he, he, when we were dating, he practiced. It was so cute. He had like a little satchel with balloons in it and he would practice balloon animals. Oh my gosh. Remember? Because we were talking about doing clowning. (laughs) Oh, it was so cute. No, I can't believe you remember. Of course I, hello, have you met me? Okay. Anyway. Back to you. What kind of things, I mean, do you look for though, when you bring on like a performer, is there like any qualities besides them just being good at what they do? There really is. There's people that are able to emote different types of emotions that can really get people to feel. And I think those are what I look for in certain types of performers. Those who can really take you out of your own world and take you into some beautiful place. Yeah. And yeah, those are the ones that just stick out. Do you make them like, uh, it would seem like interviewing somebody for that, for those positions would be interesting. Cause it was like, you want to see them in action, right? You want to see them doing it. It doesn't matter like what they say across the table from you per se, I guess. Yeah. How do you do auditions? Yeah. I mean, do you, it would seem like you could conduct auditions. You could run into I don't know. It just seems like it would be hard. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that we do auditions per se, but a lot of the people who want to be involved with Circa Renda, they'll send me videos. If I haven't seen them personally perform in a live audience or place, a lot of times I'll go to those places and I'll visually watch people. But most of the time they'll send me videos, say, hey, this is what I can do. And this is what my my costumes look like, or this is how I present when I'm on stage. So I can get a visual representation of that. I got you. Where, where, where's home for you? Where did you even grow up? I grew up in Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah. Like where in Wyoming? That's a good question. No, Cheyenne, I, like Cheyenne or, or Lander. Like Lander. Where's Lander. that? At? Right at the foothills of the Wind Rivers. So it's kind of right in the middle of the state. Okay. Yeah, it's a beautiful little town, seven thousand people. Did Did you love it, or did, were you excited to get out? Is that why you're here? Um, you know, I I loved it. I thought it was a great little town. There wasn't much to do as a kid. You know, so we just played in the dirt a lot, which I think was a great quality as a kid. But yeah. then after me and my brothers moved out, my parents moved to California. So, so there's not really any going wait, so home. So they took anymore. off from Wyoming to California. They That's did. a big, big culture yeah. difference. Right. Yeah. Where in California? Right. Like Southern? Paso Robos? Yeah. It's right sounds sounds fancy. somewhere. I yeah. Know. Okay. No, I was just, I grew up in California. That's oh, okay. Why, that's why I was curious. Like what took them to California? They but, just. Find the place that yeah. was the happiest place on earth and <laughs> took off. So, hey, good yeah. for you. What, brought, happy. what brought you here then? Um, I actually studied nuclear medicine at Weber State. And Holy so, cow. Yeah, okay, so that brought me here. Nuclear medicine. Yes. Uh, wh- what do you do with that? You basically take radioisotopes and 
tag them to a certain element in the body, inject it into them so that you can see the physiology of somebody's body. Okay. Kind of like you would scan it and see something show up in a scan. Exactly. So it's a form of radiology. It's a branch off of like x-ray and radiology, and then you can specialize into different things. So is this what you're doing during the day then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're actually using your degree. I am. Yeah. (laughs) Are you like the person who put iodine in me when I had my appendix out? You know, they, they inject you with iodine and then scan you so that they can see if your appendix is good or bad. I don't know. Is it, was it your gallbladder? No. No, you had your appendix. It was my appendix. Yeah, oh. It was right, right at the beginning of COVID too. That was the worst. Yeah. She had yeah. to go to the hospital, be all by herself, wasn't Aww. a lot of visitors. That's nothing. so sad. That was so hard for everybody during COVID. I, it's such a, I just feel bad for the people who like were having babies or losing I families. Know. They had to be all by themselves. Yeah. It's, ugh, I don't like it. Yeah. Well, that's a bummer. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I it down Sorry, guys. <laughs> so when you're, when you're not doing all this stuff with, with, with Circarenda, uh-huh. what are some of your other hobbies and interests? Like what else do you enjoy spending your time on or does this consume all, all your time? It, it does consume a lot of time. I love video editing. Okay. Actually, before I went into like radiology and nuclear medicine, I was aspiring to go to New York and become a video editor. And wow. yeah. And so I did a bunch of wedding videos. When I first graduated from high school, I'd go and film and edit the wedding videos. I just loved the visual aspect and I just get sucked into editing. And why didn't you go that direction? I mean, it seemed like there'd be some good money there. There there was. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I just started kind of, I would do little side things here and there for it and realize that I loved it more as a hobby and I didn't want to be, I wanted to create my own way as opposed to somebody telling me this is how I want to edit it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. After yeah. a while, you need to be able to like find your own artistic voice exactly. and then express yourself that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Were you doing photography at all or just video? No, just video. I mean, I do do some photography, but videography was my favorite. Hey, what's up, guys? It's me. It's Chris. You know, one of the hosts of the podcast that you're listening to right now. I just wanted to take a minute of your time and talk about a brand new adventure that I'm on, a journey that I've started. I know most of you already know because you're, uh, you know, you come here every week and listen to the podcast and you hear me talk about this, but I am now a licensed real estate agent here in the state of Utah. And to make things even better, I'm now one of the newest personalities on Real Estate Essentials on ABC4, which is powered by Top Equity Realty. So with all that being said, I'd love to help you or any of your friends or family that are looking to sell or buy a home. I'd love to be your realtor. You can call or text me 801-244-2908 with any questions, or if you just want to chat real estate, I'd love to talk. Or if it'd be easier, you can just send me an email, chris at mybeardedutahrealtor.com, and uh, let's chat, you guys. I'd love to talk. Let's get back into that podcast. Is there anything that you ever were like, I really want to do this. And then you really tried and, and you realize there's no way I'm just going to appreciate other people's. For me, that was photography. Like I really wanted to be good at it. And I realized I just, I can't, it's just not my thing. Or I don't want to dedicate enough time to really being that good at it, I guess. <laughs> I, nothing that I can really point my finger at. I get sucked into anything that I get really excited about. I think I have way too many hobbies, but I mean, that's great. I mean, it's, it's helped me well in a lot of things, having so many hobbies, but. Cause you can use your experiences from each hobby to, to, uh, enhance. So like what kind of hobbies? 
have besides all of that? Yeah. Oh goodness. I think that's all the room I have for that's, hobbies right now. At I the mean, moment, that's I'll go true. hiking. Those are kind of extreme <laughs> hobbies. So they would take up a lot of time. Yeah. Cause I, I just love training, but there's so many different things like aerial silks and sear wheel and putting together shows. And I mean, lately I've been reading books in my first spare time about real estate. So I'm trying to figure out. I just got my license. Works. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah. Well, go yeah. find me a duplex. Or Is, are you looking? <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. always looking. <laughs> well, let's so talk you... off air here. We'll talk <laughs> off air. Is, are you, I'm curious, are you like interested by real estate or are you just reading it to learn stuff? Um, both. I just bought a duplex a couple months ago. Oh, right and, on. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, this is fun. Let's keep, let's keep going oh, down so this wanna, path. you want to get into Good investing yeah. and, and that kind of thing. You're not looking just for yourself to live in. No. Yeah. No. Well, right now, especially, it seems oh, like a man. good it's time a, to- It's a to, crazy market right now, yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah. Especially yeah. when I was trying to look, I'm like, ooh, this isn't- this isn't the best time to start looking, but, yeah. you're not quite but the if you find, time. if you find a, if you find a great deal and you're drawn to it, then that's okay. jump all over it. Yeah. 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 No, it's, there's definitely a lot of money to be made, uh, with, with owning real estate and, and I could, can't say that enough. Can't say <laughs> that enough but, uh, I love that you diversify though. I mean that I wouldn't ever get that interested in real estate personally. It's like, that's really neat that you get invested in things that you're actually doing. Yeah. Not a lot of people actually really continue to invest and grow into yeah. those things. Well, so we bought this game called Cash Flow. Have you ever heard of the game Cash Flow? No. So it's like Monopoly, but it's like a way more intricate. So you like can buy stocks and real estate and all this stuff inside of this cash flow game. And I got it for my boys because I have three boys. And it's usually, I think, for ages like 11 or 12 and up or whatever, but my nine-year-old's all into it. And you, they give you a financial form and you have to write down like your expenses and you get a certain job that you get. So either you're like a nurse or a doctor or, you know, an airline pilot and they give you how much money you make, how much money goes towards your, like all this stuff. And so that's, incredible. that's actually what got me interested in trying to look for real estate. Cause I was like, oh wow, this is fun. Dude, gamify the real estate game. I yeah. love it. That's, I mean, I guess that's technically what Monopoly did a long time ago, uh-huh. but I never pieced that together. Yeah. That, wow, that's really cool. Because I think people learn a lot through games. Yes. And so, yeah. like, I never knew about a lot of that stuff when I was growing up, but this game is so fun. Like, it takes hours, but it's so much fun. Right. And it's worth it because you're learning. Yeah. That yeah. is so cool. Can learn about taking out loans and how. See, you have to part of my that. job is gamifying apps and not oh, like making fabulous. games, but taking boring things and trying to make them more fun. So I, I find that fascinating. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, so that's really fun. Yeah. Now you mentioned you had three kids. Do any yes. of them do any of like the trapeze aerobic or so aerobics? My <laughs> boys do. They jump off the roof. Yeah, is what they, I want to know. Yeah. Oh, that's right. right. They're, they're all boys goodness. too, right? They're all boys. Yes. Yeah. My oldest is actually a, he's 13. Okay. He is a fabulous fire spinner. He For is. For some reason I thought, I was like, I bet you he's a fire spinner. And then you he said He is. That. That's yeah. Awesome. Like he gets into this like flow state and it's incredible mm-hmm. to watch him. He used to spin a stick around when he was younger and he'd get this really intense look in his yeah. face. And I was like, whoa. But then when you put fire on it, I was like, oh, this makes sense. This was made for him. <laughs> and then my youngest is, he could easily be a contortionist. He is so bendy and so in control of his body. He was riding a bike before he was two years old without training wheels. But, and then my middle child, he's kind of just a relaxed go lucky. He decided he wants to be a still like a, what is it? A high wire artist. 
No way. <laughs> so that's he practices cool. on a slack line. Does that make you nervous? I mean, as that's a super chill. I'll relax. Kids yeah. With that talent. I mean, yes and no. They know that I think it's good for kids to take risks, but yeah. they always do things in a very safe environment. Yeah. In a very like controlled environment so that, you know, especially if they're doing aerial because they can do some silks, you learn the moves right next to the ground. You're not going to just go up into the air and do all this crazy stuff True. right away. You learn it right from the ground and you be safe and you have a map and you have somebody there with you. I just remember my mom always, I, I want to say having heart attacks because <laughs> oh, being my, like me? my brother and I, we used to be so much into skateboarding and rollerblading and all of that. And, you know, we'd ride the big high ramps and all of this and that and always in emergency rooms and, mm-hmm. and this and that with a broken arm. And I was just wondering, you know, if that kind of stuff, you run into that with your, your kids, you know, if, if always in emergency rooms and always, you know, with some and I was, broken my bone. nickname literally was crash Chris. So <laughs> I broke so many bones, seven bones before middle school. Oh I think. my goodness. So yeah, I was like, oh yeah. Okay. Being outside and like off the ground is not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to sit in a chair now. You know, funny enough, my boys really haven't had too many injuries. The only broken bone we've had was when my youngest fell off of a bar stool when he was a year and a half. Broke his oh, arm. sad. But like he didn't, he just, I didn't even know it was broken. He just stopped using it. But wow. So they just know how to fall. Like I think so. Yeah. I, I tried teaching them at a young age because of course I'm the parent and I'm worried. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're going to hurt themselves. But my dad worked in a behavioral health unit for a while with kids and he said that kids who took risks and did scary kind of things when they were younger, they got that feeling for that adrenaline and they were less likely to make crazy mistakes or like Hmm. need that when they were like adolescents getting into trouble because they needed that adrenaline feel. And so I'm like, okay, this is good for them that they're running up the playground backwards, you know, like running up the slide. Yeah. But I'm like, you always have to be conscientious of other kids. You need to be careful, you know, but you can do the scary things and I have to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that helped them and allowed them to realize, okay, if I'm doing these scary things, I have to do it safe and controlled and mom's there. And- yeah. Like calculated risks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What good. What about you? I mean, I, I'd feel bad if I didn't even ask, have you had any serious injuries? I haven't. You haven't? No, actually no? I haven't. I fell Dang. out of the silks once. I went the wrong direction when okay. I was going a, to a drop, but it wasn't, and but that was the only time I ever fell. No bones sticking out of no, your skin? No, no. I mean, I was able wow. to grab back on and land back on my feet. Wow. But that's the only time because I never will do anything high in the air unless I'm 100% sure that I know what I'm doing. And the funny thing is, is I'm actually afraid of heights. Okay. But I feel so in control when I'm on the silks that I can be up 30 feet in the air and I'm confident in what I'm doing. And so I think that scares a lot of people. They're like, oh my gosh, you're doing this without a mat. But if I know I'm in control and I know what I'm doing, I feel more comfortable than if I was in a car next to a cliff, I freak out. Yes. That makes total sense because every time you think about being, if you're scared of heights, I think it's more, you're scared of not being able to control what's happening to you. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. I like it. I'm surprised, surprised you haven't had any accidents, but yeah, I'm just, I'm I'm glad you haven't. I'm glad you haven't. (laughs) Yeah. We have a few um, standard Salt Lake City related questions we ask everybody that comes through here. So, of course, we have to ask you, Christy, family and friends visit you. Like, let's say even your parents hit you up from California. Do you have places you like to take them like a little tour? You know, they're they're around on the weekend and they're like, drive us around, show us the city. Where do you like to take people like mountains, Park City, the lake or where, where do you go? 
I usually will take them to the mountains. Okay. There's so many beautiful places around Utah. So many beautiful places. All the different trails, usually along just the Wasatch Front. Any, Any favorites? Any favorite trails? Um, I love Adams Canyon. That's okay. probably one of my favorite trails. Okay. Okay. Adams Canyon. We went up to Lake Blanche not too long ago. That one was really beautiful. Okay. Any favorite local eating spots in, in the area that you like to that you like to eat at? We all got one or two favorites, right? You would think so. I don't eat out that much, oddly enough. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Good for you. But That's man. another thing I'm jealous of because I love food and I love it when people make me food. So I spend a little bit too much on food. <laughs> no, if you have any suggestions. I oh, gosh. Want to oh, go gosh. There's gosh, always, there I mean, so it, you know, it depends. I mean, great burger. I, you know, we always talk about Lucky 13. Oh, depends I have on been what there. You like. No, yeah. they're, they're fabulous they're, there. Their oh, burgers their burgers are, are yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And then, I mean, then you have. Laziz is Laziz like really is, yummy. is good. Uh, uh, Zest is really good downtown. Zest. If you like, if Ooh, yes. You like, if you I have done Zest. Stuff. Yes. Um, and then even Squatters is good too, just around the corner there on 300 South. If you just want, again, one burger, good Sunday brunch. Mm-hmm. It's been a minute, you know, I haven't, onion. I haven't been to those places for a minute. I used to There's live so right, many. right downtown there. So I used to go to, um, go there, but you want a good burger? Rich's Burgers also makes a good burger. If you're oh, downtown, yeah. like, they're, and you can't make it to Lucky 13. Well, they they're about burger. Main Street and 300 South, I uh-huh. think is, uh, where they're at right by Junior's. Cavern. Anyway, so we like food. Yeah, we, we like food. <laughs> food is awesome. Is there anything you would change about about Utah or Salt Lake City, especially? Is it, like if you could. I mean, it seems like the pollution has been a lot better. That's because nobody's driving, right? right? We're all working. That's from probably home. what it is. I think that's the only thing that. I mean, just when you get those inversions. Mm-hmm. But besides that, Utah is such a great place to live. Do you ever think you'll move away or you want to, you want to stay here forever? You you know, when I moved here, I didn't think I was going to stay. Yeah. Like I really didn't think I thought I was going to come down here for school. And like the culture was a kind of a shock when I first moved down here, just coming from Wyoming. But I fell in love with the people and with the, with the mountains and, and I just, I don't see myself leaving. Before we completely wrap this up, I mean, is there anything you were hoping we would talk about that we didn't have an opportunity to talk about? I mean, we can even give the rundown of the event on the 16th again. Uh, I know people can hire you out, I guess, too, for to come and, and do uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. For- so how, how let's talk about all that again. This, yeah. The event on the 16th, I guess, start there. Yeah, so the event on the 16th, um, it's a nice, it's a family-friendly show that anybody of any age can come. Um, there's even tickets that are almost half off for kids that they can come, but you get a four course meal, immersive, immersive Cirque experience where the performers are right next to you, yeah, right above you. So, and this is the last show for this particular one that we're doing for a while. And there's two shows on the 16th, one at six, one at 9 PM. Okay. Um, and I know they're planning on doing a special dessert on the, the later show. So a lot of people were really excited about that because. So do you not get a dessert? At the first show? You do get a dessert. <laughs> you, you get, get a, a very good, you get a one. special one. Okay. On the so buy well, second how, show uh, tickets is what you're saying, but not before Chrissy does. Yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds great. I mean, so where, where can people go to get tickets? I mean, I could put those on the website too. Yeah. At I am Salt Lake, but. The tickets are at mealsutah.com. Okay. Meals. U- and what, what is meals Utah? Is that. I a- believe it's the catering service that oh. goes through warehouse 22. Which oh, where it's located. Very cool. Yeah. But then for any other type of events, like for corporate events or for festivals or for private parties or anything like that, even if it's small backyard barbecue, things like that, 
Like we have something in performers of all types and of all sizes, depending on what type of event that you are hoping for, whether it's a big, we've performed for big conventions, big companies that have come through Salt Lake at the biggest venues down to the smallest backyards. So it's good to know. And people can just reach out to you directly, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And I'm usually the one that answers any messages or emails and yeah. I just like to be right there and involved and figure out exactly which performer would fit for what event. Very cool. Chrissy has a final question. She asks everybody that comes through here. So I'm going to let her ask you. Thank you again for doing the show, Chrissy. It's, yeah. been, it's been fun to kind of get to know everything. I know we just kind of skimmed the surface with everything, but you know, it's kind of, kind of a good start. Now people have to go check out the show, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's been really enlightening. I think a lot of people like us are, are, have always been curious about, um, that art form and not really, you know, you don't know who to talk to about it. How do you even learn about it really? Because you know, how, how do you get into the industry or whatever? But so it's been really enlightening. It's awesome. And before we let you go, can you leave our listeners with a piece of life advice or a motto that you live by? Don't be mean. It's not nice. I love that. Thanks again to Christy Livingston from Circa for joining us on this episode of the podcast. All of the links that we mentioned in this conversation can be found with this episode's show notes on our website at IamSaltLake.com. And to get directly to this episode, you can type in IamSaltLake.com slash 491. So last week, I completely spaced it to give a shout out to our Patreon supporters, because usually once a month, the first episode of the month, uh, we run down the list and give a thank you and a shout out to uh, all of our awesome Patreon supporters. And I screwed up, you guys. <laughs> I'm not perfect. To be fair, I don't even know what day it is anymore. Yeah. Well, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> As you get older, I don't know. Like, I'm just like, oh, wait a minute. Life and, is one gigantic day with a couple of naps. And after I hit the record button, like after I stopped recording, I was like, I completely spaced it. So, so sorry, I, guys. It, we're doing it the second episode of the month. But Look, we, we have a preschooler, okay? We can have any excuse we want. We have some awesome <laughs> supporters, though, guys. Uh, Jeremy Hunt, thank you so much. Jen Seals, Mark Copeland, Nick Naylor, Brett A. Schmidt. Such awesome conversations with Brett. He's he's always oh he has messages. such great ideas. Yeah, and then and then Todd Bjorkland, Tim Haran, Michelle Stevens Williams, Christopher A. Heiser, Brandon Hill from over at Mountain Standard Time Marketing, Jay Chambers, Sana, John Miller. Eric Tomorrow from Mediocre Show. Hopefully you guys listen to that podcast. Uh, Nicole Davison, Nikki Lyon from New Zealand, and uh, our longtime friend Ryan Prince. All awesome uh, Patreon supporters. So thank you so much, guys, uh, for being a supporter. And uh, like I mentioned, usually we give a shout out on the first episode of every month. And actually, last week was July 4th, so I was kind of caught up with that. There was a lot yeah, going on Yeah, that show. That was that was what uh, was going on with that. But we still love you guys, and we never stop thinking about you. Just know that. <laughs> you all have a great week. Get out and enjoy the city. Support local. And we're going to see you next week on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. And good night, Grammy. <laughs>